Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you enjoy life and your experiences to the fullest. I'll also be interviewing Dr. Kathy Groover, who shares her life story and how she embraces each opportunity that comes her way. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Two students were asked to meet their teacher at the edge of the forest. The teacher gave them instructions to follow the path to the end in preparation for a test later in the week. The path had two sides. One side was clear and smooth. The other side had fallen logs and other obstacles in the way. One student chose to avoid the obstacles, running around them and taking the easiest path to the end. He felt clever as he dodged through without a problem. Now the second student chose to tackle the obstacles, battling through every challenge in his path. The student who chose the easy path finished first and felt very proud of himself. I'm glad that I chose to avoid the boulders and logs. They were only there to slow me down, he thought to himself. The second student arrived late at the finish line, feeling tired and regretting the path that he had chosen. The teacher nodded and smiled at them both. He requested that they join him at a specific location in three days. When they arrived, they could see that there was a ravine that was a few meters wide. The students looked at their teacher with trepidation, and he said just one word, jump. The first student looked at the distance and his heart sunk. The teacher looked at him and said, what's wrong? This is a leap of greatness. Everything that you've done until now should have prepared you for this moment. The student shrugged his shoulder and walked away with his head down, knowing that he had not prepared adequately for greatness. The second student looked at the teacher and smiled nervously. He knew that the obstacles that had been placed in his path were part of his preparation. He knew that by choosing to overcome challenges, experience life, engage in opportunities, and not avoid them, he was now ready to make the leap. He measured his run, sprinted towards a ravine, and launched himself into the air. He made it. Embracing change. When we grow up, we naturally grow and develop into the person we are today. From a little child, we started drinking our mother's milk, then we switched to semi-solids, and then we eventually switched to solid foods. That is a natural change and progression in our life. We go to school, And then we find our career, and eventually we find our spouse and start our family. Granted, that's not necessarily the path for everybody, but that typically is what the quote-unquote American dream is for many people. When we find our path and we create our routines for ourselves, we often become very stuck and regimented in what that life looks like. When we have opportunities that kind of rock the boat or opportunities that maybe cause us to grow and change and develop, often we shun those situations because we're very comfortable where we are. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being comfortable with your life, but that comforts can unfortunately turn into mediocrity. Mediocrity is essentially just doing the same thing over and over again, and you're really not growing and developing the way you were when you were younger. Each experience that happens in our life shapes and molds us into the person we are today. Just like that first segment, we hear how that one boy avoided all the obstacles and the uncertainty in his life, and the second boy chose to experience them head on, and he was able to ascend to the next level of his life. Often when we look around at our friends, we think, gosh, I wish I could be like them. Or man, I really wish I was as successful as they are. Now, we each have our own path, but if you look at probably the common theme of those people's lives that you would like to emulate, they probably embrace change. They probably embrace obstacles in their life. Now, it doesn't mean they like it, but they are able to overcome it. 
When they realize that maybe what worked before no longer works today, they grow and develop to meet any obstacle or any change that may happen in their life. When's the last time you tried something new? When's the last time you maybe thought about some of the things you wanted to try when you were younger, but you never tried it? Think about that for a second. I'm sure there are many things that you thought, man, I would really like to try this certain hobby, or I would like to do this type of thing, but for whatever reason, you haven't done it. I would really encourage you from the smallest thing that you've always wanted to try to the biggest thing that causes you uncertainty, I'd really challenge you to tackle it head on. The concerns that you have are just simply fears and uncertainty, but the reality is you've overcome certain situations in your life, and there's absolutely no reason why you can't overcome this new situation. You're stronger than you think, but you have to embrace change, embrace new opportunities, embrace fun things, scary things, all of those types of things. When you embrace it today, it helps you become a more well-rounded, more developed, more successful person. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Kathy Groover is an award-winning author and motivational speaker, formerly an actress and still a trapeze artist. Today, she shares one of her important life lessons that things are not always as they seem. Go with the flow and trust the process. Kathy has spent her life following the breadcrumbs and carving out the map along the way. She encourages you to go for it and live life to its fullest. Welcome to my show, Kathy. Thanks for having me, James. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. You've done so many phenomenal things today. So I'm, I'm really excited for you to share your life, the life lessons you have with my listeners today. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks. So you're a trapeze artist. I wanted to talk about that because I've always wanted to do that. It is the most fun is thing really? ever. I'm, <laughs> I'm completely obsessed with it. You know, I thought I, I love adventure. And like uh -huh. you said in the, in the intro, my, my motto is go for it. Uh -huh. And so I, you know, I've done spelunking and rappelling and ziplining and whitewater rafting and all this stuff. And a client said, my God, woman, what's left? I'm like, what have you done? Uh, and I said, I always wanted to do tra flying trapeze. And as wow. I, those words came out of my mouth, I thought, okay, well, I better go do it. <laughs> and so literally she's changing after her massage and I'm Googling where I can go do flying trapeze. <laughs> and I thought it would be this, you know, I thought it would be this one-off thing. Like, okay, do it. I'm done. And no, 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 no. It's been four years. It's oh my gosh. Years. That's wonderful. Yeah. I was uh, a couple years ago. I actually looked at it myself. I saw a group on it and of course I wasn't able to yeah. do it, but it looks like it's so much fun. Yes. And there's, there's, there's rigs all over the country, all over the world. Of course, wow. that you can, where you can fly. So if it's something you want to do, oh my God, it's such a blast. And the first class is so much fun. It's a really simple trick. It's a knee hang. And you know, you just, oh, it's, it's so much. Oh, you may favorite. get a random email for me to be like, Kathy, you inspired me. And I'm now a trapeze artist. <laughs> Yay, good. I hope I'll look for that email. <laughs> yeah, you definitely will. So like I said, you've done so many things in your life. You know, unfortunately, I know when, when you were growing up, you, you had a very difficult time um, when your mother passed away from 18, which I'm very, very sorry to hear about that. But you were, one of the things I remember reading about you was life just, God, the universe kept giving you things that you needed in the time to kind of navigate through life. Is that about right? Yeah. You know, to me, it's about saying yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, I think it was called. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. seeing it when it came out. But a couple weeks ago, it was on and I was flipping channels and just kind of like trying to veg out. And sure. that came on and there was just that one segment where he had to say yes. And so this guy like took all his money and he didn't have any, and he just kept saying yes. And he ended up meeting the woman of his dreams. Mm. And you know, that's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's a very but, interesting concept. 
But it's the same thing. It's and like you said, I mean, I followed the breadcrumbs. I had no plan of doing these things that I do now. I was an actor. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! I was yeah. a theater major. You know, I did not expect to be in a healing field, to be writing, to be lecturing, to yes. do these things that I do. And I just simply said yes to it all. Um, and this is where I ended up. And and I really believe that we're put in situations where we're supposed to be, and we don't always like them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not always pleasant. But they are moving this story forward because without that conflict, without that adversity, we don't grow. You know, yes. if it's always sunshine and rainbows, we don't learn anything. Um, so to me, I, I really try to say yes, and I try to keep faith that things are going the right direction. I, I don't always succeed in, in staying positive, but I do my best because I've learned over the years that it works out. Yes, yes, it does. And why do you think so many people, they their immediate resistance or their immediate thought is no, 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 I'm not going to do this. This is bad. This is wrong. Why do you think that typically is the natural response for people? Oh, it's so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have a different perception of what is scary. Um, I am an only child. I do a lot of traveling myself. I do a lot of dinners by myself. I do. My husband travels for work also, so we're not always together in the same place at the same time. Uh-huh. And I've been told how brave I am for having dinner uh, myself. Interesting, yeah. And you're and like, thinking, um, I do this all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, is there a camera? Am I being punked? Because like, why is that brave? Brave is yeah. running into a building to save a child. Yeah, brave yeah. is being an, a soldier, being a police officer. Me having dinner by myself is not brave. That's relaxing, you know, so everybody has a different perception. So the things that I do, the things that you do, the things that other people do, other segments of that population goes, I don't understand that. And that's Mm -hmm. weird. And that's scary. And I could never do I could never do that or the the phrase that I hear all the time. Um, And to me, it's about options. It's about looking at those things in front of you and saying, I'm going to do that. And I totally agree with you. I think that baseline of conflict that we all experience does determine our resilience. Because many times we think, oh, I've never experienced this before, so I could never do this, or I don't know what to do. But when we really kind of stop and think, and this is kind of the reframe where I like to tell people is, you may never experience that particular event before, (laughs) but you've experienced that sense of fear before. You've experienced that sense of trepidation. You've experienced that sense of sadness or loss. And now look at you. It may be years later, but now look at you. So you've you've experienced it, but we get, I think we get lost in the the details of the new thing that's in front of us or the new closed door or the new loss of some sort. And we don't look at the fact that we've experienced all this before. We yeah. really do have a baseline for it. We just simply have to now invoke what it was we did before, the health things. And that's how we're going to get over it. So I think it just comes back to a lesson is always going to be brought in front of us. And once we really capture it and realize it, then it's no longer quote unquote scary anymore because we experience it. And then we just automatically implement what we've done before. And then those lower level, if you will, a lower level adversities in our life are no longer that at all. They're just simply a stepping stone, no longer a stumbling block. Exactly. And if we look back to that thing that we were so scared of doing five years ago, now we're like, yeah, whatever. I I know. Remember the the first time you drove a car? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think my parents are more scared than I was. And I'm sure if they think back to that, they survived too, I hope. Uh, I learned learned to parallel park because this was back when you actually had to parallel park. I I really wish they'd institute that again. Um, I learned to parallel park between my father's brand new car and my father. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Kathy, I'm freaking out for you right now. <laughs> so if I messed up, I either hit the car or oh my <laughs> ran, gosh. ran down my own, own father. <laughs> and I remember thinking, man, I better hit the I better hit my dad because if I hit the car, he's gonna kill me. But you know, that was and I'm sure he thought he was spry enough to jump out of the way, yeah. which also maybe wasn't the the smartest thing on his part. But I remember being 
so you know we didn't know how the pedals worked and yeah. you slam on the brake uh-huh. and the gas and be, you know oh. and it was this scary process and now do we think about how to drive mm-hmm. yeah. no we just do it it's become this automatic thing um but if we had to now explain to somebody else how to drive, and I don't have kids, so I'm not going to have to teach someone how to drive, <laughs> but we have to figure out how to mm, make it not automatic anymore. Yes. Because now we have to break it down. And, you know, we, we used to not be able to know how to walk mm-hmm. or talk. And I don't have to think about the words that are coming out of my mouth before I say them. They just do, which exactly. is fascinating. Yes, uh, so all these things become natural. And, you know, if you try something new and I'm, I'm always both both my husband and I are always encouraging people to try something new. If you don't like it, you don't ever have to do it again. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. Well, I think it also goes back to so many people don't want to try something new. It's because they then focus on what I'm all of a sudden a failure if I don't if I'm not the perfect, you know, the, the best at it or what will people think of me? And when that happens, that limiting self-belief based off of what society deems is um, an expert or not expert or our own perception of how we fit in with the world. I think all those silly thinking errors or thinking perceptions stop us from simply trying something that's could potentially lead us in the direction we're supposed to go. Could lead us in like, like that movie. He met the woman of his dreams. Those new experiences allow us to have a much more expansive life, a much more expansive yes. worldview. And it allow, allows us to live life to its fullest and not based off of these small little, um, parameters of what is right, what is not right, based on how well we perform or not perform. Yeah. We limit ourselves so much. Um, and to me, life, it, it should be limitless. You know, we can only, we only have so much time for so many experiences. Um, but I get to do a lot of traveling for my speaking. And I was recently in Scotland okay. and I was desperate. Oh, this guy's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, I want to experience the culture and I want to experience the local foods and the local beverages. And, the, you know, that's why I'm there. And I was at this little bar. I thought they had food there. I was starving. And so I said to the bartender, is there a place close by that I can get food? And she said, well, you know, there's a subway. <laughs> and I said, no. She said, well, if you go down, da, 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 there's a hard rock cafe. And I'm like, no, I don't No, I know I don't have the same accent as you, but I don't want American crap. Like, I don't want to eat that in America. I, <laughs> so I want, you know, I want haggis and yes. pie and whatever that sloppy thing is that you're having. You know, I, I don't want, I don't want to go to those. You know, it's like, that's the point to me of traveling and experiencing those things. And you know what? If they bring me a plate of haggis and I don't like it, I don't have to ever have exactly. it again. I don't have to finish it. And if you do the math on how many meals we have in our lifetime, one that I don't like, it's probably kind of okay. You know, I mean, it's like, it's not that big a deal. Because I've had people say, I don't need that. Why would you not try that? Yeah, like, exactly. I've got it on my plate. Take a piece of it and they yes. won't try it. Yeah. And I think that's As a great point. When you, when you look in the grand scheme of things, where does this one event, whether you quote unquote fail or you're very successful, it's, it's irrelevant. The point is, where does that fit in the spectrum of how many moments you've had in your life? It's, it ranks very low on that. You know, you try something new, like the food, and six months later, you totally forgot about it. You know, a week later, you forgot about it because you didn't like it. What, did, what didn't resonate with you? You forgot about it. And that's the thing. People often think that one event they have, uh, and of course, I'm not talking about necessarily traumatic events, but I'm talking about sure. an experiential event they think that it's going to redefine them to such a way. And it's not. It just enhances your life. Or it's a funny memory later on. Or it's an event where you can be like, oh my God, that was the worst food ever. Right. But it's, it becomes a memorable moment. And if you, if you don't like it anymore, you, your mind will consciously forget about it. <laughs> well, but, it, but saying that, what's so interesting, here's two uh-huh. contrasting stories. So when I was a little kid, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and we had this thing called Jumbo. 
It was baloney, but we called it jumbo. <laughs> Pittsburgh has its Pittsburgh has its whole own set of language. Okay. Um, so I was eating jumbo, just you know, grabbed a piece out of the container, rolled it up. I must have been, gosh, I don't even know, three, four, five. Whenever your baby teeth are falling out, and I bit into the piece of jumbo, and one of my baby teeth came out. So I had this connection in my mind. That now, if I eat jumbo, my teeth are going to fall out. Oh, interesting. Okay, that was a clear, but for a kid who's yeah. under seven who doesn't have that cr- critical mind uh-huh, developed yet, that makes thought. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I eat jumbo, my teeth fall out, period. That's what, you know. <laughs> now, I grew out of that because it's, that's not logical. That's not rational. That's not whatever. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. There's a, there was a correlation. There wasn't yes. a cause. Okay, I can uh-huh. now do that as an adult. <laughs> now, I had a client who passed away recently at 96 oh wow he would not eat cheese really not any cheese not american cheese which isn't really cheese not cheddar (laughs) not swiss not blue nothing because when he was a kid his sister put limburger in his face wow and for the rest of his life he would not have cheese. He wouldn't try it. He wouldn't taste it. If you mm. snuck it into his food, he wouldn't eat it. I mean, it was so there's this so vast different, yeah. yeah, in this personality type of you were three. Like, why mm-hmm. would you now? And it's not the same cheese and it's not the same thing. So there's some, in, in some people, there is that, I don't want to say glitch because that makes it sound wrong, but mm-hmm. there's that, Block. that programming mm-hmm. where they're done, period. They yeah. won't ever have it again. And it's like, but to me, that is, you're right. It's so limiting. And I want to try new things. And if I try it once and I go, eh, that wasn't super, I might try it again to see. Uh, but it's such, so based on personality, yes. just like our fears are based on personality. And, you know, the people think I'm brave because I have dinner myself, not my mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to understand those people's limitations and not try to strong arm them into things because we know that doesn't work. Uh, but we also, within our limitations, have to try to push those out a little further and try to live the fullest life we can. Exactly. Because I think that's the biggest thing. You live a life because I think there's a difference between living versus existing. Many people's perception of, oh, you know, I'm going through my day, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. But when they don't, live life to its fullest. In other words, more in the experiential component of it, they're just simply going on autopilot. They're living a life that's, that's very mechanical and there's no mm-hmm. room for deviation. You know, I see, I remember I've seen some of those movies before when it's all in black and white and people are going to their, um, it's, they're going to this um, kind of like a manufacturing plant. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course, because I think that's, it's a very noble job. But the, the concept of that they were using this movie yeah. was everybody goes, on autopilot, we all go into this drab world, uh-huh. and when that happens, you you see like one um, one person that was in color because everything else is black and white, and that person yep. was was totally the outlier. Nobody understood them, but that person was living life to its fullest and was doing silly things at work, and they were laughing, and everyone was like, "I don't understand what you're doing." But I think that's something that I strive for, and I'm sure the majority mm-hmm. of my listeners as well is we want to live life differently. So I, I would really encourage everybody, it sounds like this is exactly what you do, Kathy, is you look to experience something. You look to d- perhaps try something different in the moment. You know, if you go, if you walk to work, walk a different way. Or if you're yep. driving your car, do something different. Change up your life because if you don't, your life will become, not you personally, a life, a person's life will become stagnant, will become so mediocre that after a while, the things that brought us joy no longer bring us joy because we're not growing and developing the way we could. 
Yep. And it, it takes a while to exercise that muscle. If you're used to completely bland food, just very basics, you know, nothing with any real flavor to mm -hmm. it. And someone hands you something that's got this spice and this flavor that that's going to seem weird to you. And yeah. that's pushing your limits of, oh, I don't like that. That's too big. That's, <laughs> that's too, too much. much. Yeah. That's too. Well, then start out slower, yeah. you know. Um, and to me, some of the most phenomenal, resonant, long-lasting life lessons I've had have come from things that I have deemed to be a mistake, mm. a failure, um, a, 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 an error in my planning, and I'm an only child, so don't mess up my plans. I get, <laughs> that's very upsetting to me. Uh, I'm growing out of that, I think, maybe. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, but, you know, those things that have thrown up a roadblock yeah. that I find frustrating, irritating, anger, whatever it is, have ended up being some of the most amazing life lessons. Mm. And because of what I do, because I encourage people and I get in front of people and I hopefully encourage them to live a bigger life, sure. those things that have gone, quote, wrong in my life have become lessons that I can share so that others get to live a fuller life. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's to me, the the greatest thing about those about those mistakes, and I have those in the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I always use air quotes too. Nobody can see, but I'm always with air quotes. But I wanted to go back to how is it for you? Because when you realize so in the moment, you're like, oh, this was a failure. This was, this was not right. I can't believe this happened to me. How do you then, because we all have our way, ways in which we do it, but how do you as my guest, how do you take that moment and reframe it? You know, I always, people who listen to my show know that I really talk about life and perception like a Rubik's Cube. There's six different mm -hmm. ways to look at a Rubik's Cube. But if we experience something as a mistake, if you will, we're only looking at one side of it. So how do you take that to finally have that recognition that this isn't a mistake, this is now a wonderful opportunity for, for me to grow and develop? How do you personally make that shift in your mind? You know, that's come out of years of having to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, because I'll be very honest, you know, you look at me 10 years ago, um, and if something went the least little bit awry, I thought the world was, I thought it was a tragedy, this was horrible, I'm a fit, this is terrible, it's never going to work. And having had enough of those, all of those, <laughs> all of them, I mean, where later I can look back and go, oh, yeah. that's what that was for. So after, <laughs> after so many years of being able to go, oh, that's why that happened. Now I don't even think about it. I mm -hmm. go, oh, okay, that's why that's happening. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that pattern. It's, you know, you throw the bone and the dog brings it back and you throw the bone and the dog brings it back. At that, at some point you realize, oh, well, the dog's going to bring it back. Um, and then it becomes the anomaly when it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So to me, and that closed door when, to ha when, that, when it happens, like, oh my gosh, wait, it's not coming back. But that closed door is just a different version of that lesson. Exactly. Exactly. And I have literally, I mean, honestly found that every, every single time I cannot think of something that I thought was horrible that didn't have an amazing lesson from yeah. it. Well, I think every that, yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing when, when we can think beyond the initial response, you know, I always tell people is if I come up and startle you, yes, your initial, initial reaction is going to be to, to yell or scream. But if you then yell and scream for the next hour, well, that really doesn't make sense. That's just weird. <laughs> you gotta, we've got a problem, and I'll talk to you in a different way. But well, I think that's the difference. When we can differentiate between what's the healthy choice, what is a healthy response, in the sense of this, right this second, I am really upset. But if I then take that anger and frustration for the next week or the next month, well, just like me scaring you, and then you're yelling for the next, you know, for next hour, it doesn't make sense. So when yep. we think of it in that respect, there's a difference between an, um, an initial response versus a conscious or subconscious or unconscious reaction that we hold on to longer than we really should. Because then that really stops us from saying, wait a minute, so what am I going to do with this? Is this going to be a stumbling block or is it going to be a stepping stone? So I really try to have people realize, and that's what I was, why I was asking for you specifically, how you're able to move to that next level of not having that 
conscious or unconscious reaction because then you simply say, this is going to change. This is going to resolve itself in some way. Yep. And I have also have the ability to do that. And, and there, are, there are skills that go along with that mm-hmm. as well. And I love the fact that you differentiated between respond and react because those are two different things. Oh, totally, and yes. what, what trains us to respond is things like mindfulness, mm-hmm. meditation, um, affirmations and visualization, and anything we can do to stay present. Yes. Having that presence is the key to this because if you're flying off into some fantasy world of oh my god he scared me right now and i'm really upset about that what if he scares me again because mm-hmm. you know the last time he scared me that felt really and suddenly we fly off into this yes. this created tv show in our minds and we're the only species that can do that which <laughs> is fabulous know, right? and terrifying at the same time <laughs> but you know we have enough stress from the outside we don't need to create that in our minds so if you are now up in the middle of the night worried about oh my god what if james scares me again this is going to be how am i going to react to that you know yeah. that's you that's that's that person that is not what james did anymore that is what this rea- reaction yes. is and so often our reactions are so much bigger than they need to be because they come from past experiences they come from past hurts they come from these knowns and these unknowns deep in our subconscious and something like 82% of what we do is from the subconscious mm-hmm. yeah it's it's only, so only 12% true. of us is conscious oh it's it's how do we win you know how do we, how do we beat those odds <laughs> I, 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 I completely, completely agree because I think it goes back to when we get caught in the hypothetical worry or the, the, our past, that is not actionable. Life is all about taking choices, taking risks, uh, uh, let me back up, taking healthy risks. Those types of, of, of situations are very actionable, very doable. But when we get caught up in our worries and our thoughts and anxiety, that is not actionable at all. That mm-hmm. is very passive and that all that energy has to go somewhere. And if it doesn't go into a healthy action itself, then it's going to come out in insomnia. It's going to come out in ulcers. It's going to come out in a way that is not healthy for us. So what I always simply tell people is when you can take that energy and and hone it into something that's a healthy action, healthy response, meditation, prayer, self-affirmations, there's so many things, mindfulness, all those things are actions that people can do. But when we don't take that initiative to use that energy for something, it comes out in a very passive, unhealthy way. Same type of thing. When I come up and I, I startle you, just so my listeners know, I don't do that. But if I were to, <laughs> then, <laughs> then after that, you know, for the next hour or whatever, that is then your choice to feel that way. Same type of thing. That feel, feeling is then in a passive emotion. So what do you do with it? You say, self-talk. I am no longer scared. This, this is ridiculous. I am now okay. So those are actionable things. So I really want people to understand that when we don't do anything, it's passive energy versus healthy action. And that, once again, really determines how you can be more successful is what do you do in the moment? Do you, are you proactive or you're not proactive? Absolutely. And and we have to take those steps. We can only float for so long. Um, you know, you're thrown into this pool of life and you either swim or you float. Um, at some point you have to swim. You can't yeah. just lay there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I understand that we have times where we need that break. We need that. Okay, I can't handle this right now. I need to go away for a second, yeah. whether that's mentally going away or physically going away. But I, that's I an totally action. That. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's a different form of action, but it's a choice versus that we getting reactive. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And that's that's just simply allowing the the events to dictate what you will or won't do. 
Yeah, it's about choice. Yeah, it definitely is that choice. Kathy, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you and all the absolutely amazing things you're doing, where would they find your information online? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two, I have two websites. Uh, the first is thealternativemedicinecabinet.com. And the second, specifically for my public speaking, is kathygroover.com. And I'm all over social media. So come find me on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. Excellent. Well, Kathy, once again, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.